Welcome to the My Intimacy Therapist podcast. I'm therapist and coach, Shade Giovanni. If you want to feel less anxiety in your relationships and enjoy a confident and spiritual intimate life, you're in the right place. So grab a cup of tea and a warm blanket and let's talk intimacy. Hey, I would like to break the fourth wall on something specifically about sex and our perceived mental image of what's happening, what's normal, what's right, what is a good sex life, all of that stuff. So what's going on when you are someone who, whether it's you're more conservative with your views around sexuality or maybe you were abstinent for a bit and then waited until you were married to have an active sex life or maybe you've just been sexually active but find that you're either shy or not comfortable talking about sex or you just grew up in a way where that's just not something you did. You didn't talk openly about sex. For all of you people who can relate to that concept, it's worth noting that the messages around sexuality that are prominent and shaping almost our entire view of what sex is, is coming from the people who are the loudest or the most open. And I don't say loud in terms of like a negative, just willing to talk out loud about it. Could be music, podcast, uh, could be conversations you overhear, that one I'm gonna come back to. It could be a book that you read, an article that you read where someone was stating their opinion. That's all we've got. There's so many other areas of life where we're at least able to pick up more cues from more diverse sources, whether it be communication. So you can see how people communicate in public, you watch TV shows, you you have more data inputs for what is healthy communication, what would I like? Well, depends on the bubble you're in, which is the whole point of this podcast episode. When you're inside of a bubble, you are getting very specific messages and those messages are being reinforced over and over and over again to be either absolute truth or only truth. So on one side of the spectrum, you have the super duper sex positive, want to have sex all times, at all times, you want the handcuffs, the chains, the whips. They are the jokes that uh, you might hear on TV shows where people are saying things about what they did the night before or what they want to do to that man or woman that they see. It's the, the loud messages of a sex life where mm, it's happening all the time. Uh, maybe there's some extra layers in there of beliefs like, men are these rabid dogs that just can't take their hands off of women and that's what it is when they're like oh they're so manly and women are either super conservative and need to be convinced to have sex or women are freaks and they are in this well i was gonna quote a famous rapper but they're in this energy where they are just almost like walking dominatrix dominatrices what Dominate. Can y'all tell me how to say that plurally? 
dominatrix. Anyway, there's even some layers of cultural messages with that where you have Asian women, you have Hispanic women, you have populations that are fetishized for their bodies, for their culture. They're assumed to be a certain type of sexual goddess or something like that. And it's backed up by culture. It's backed up by references. And so all of that is one side of the spectrum of people want sex. They want it all the time. And if you aren't having it or wanting it, something's wrong with you. Um, even in there you have, well, I know growing up for me, walking through the grocery aisles, um, there was no way I should have been paying attention to this at that age, but you're a kid and you're curious and you don't know what you're consuming. But I can remember my mom checking out items at the grocery store and me seeing on the side whatever celebrity of the month and their gossip and the sex scene they starred in in whichever movie. And then I'd pick it up and be like, oh, wow, what's that? <laughs> and reading more about uh, 10 things you have to do to make him go crazy or 10 crazy blowjob moves you must try on your honeymoon or things like that. So we're just getting all these inputs with or without our own permission from that side of the spectrum, and it tends to be the loudest. Then you have on a more, oh, maybe that's the language I should use. That's the macro side of the spectrum. Culture at large, the big picture of what you're getting in just the context you exist in. Our largest culture being the world, the country you live in, things like that. Now on the micro side of the spectrum, you get what happens in your specific community or bubble. The messages you receive based on who you are talking to on a day-to-day -day basis. And that is where people's experience differs wildly, but also relates very well to one another. People who will be able to say, yes, I have experienced uh, friends joking about their dating experiences and I felt like I just couldn't relate to that or uh, the locker room talk where guys will talk about hearing their friends say things about what other women have told them whether or not they were making it up but who cares right that's what they're all talking about and so there's this internal pressure to contribute or else you're not good enough you're not part of the joke you're not part of the conversation there may be some subtle some not as obvious signals you're picking up from your family do your mom and dad kiss are they even together do your parents enjoy being affectionate and close with each other not just with you as the kids but with each other or is their love very tumultuous is it very cold and distant are they roommates that can be the same for your parents for your very closest friends all of these are part of your micro sphere your your world that are shaping what you would think and believe about sex could be little things that you overhear someone say you know someone in the church gets pregnant and you hear someone you are close to remarking like yeah mm-hmm that girl, did you hear? She got pregnant. Uh-huh, I told you. I told you she's definitely the type. And so without even feeling like whether or not that's your story, 
you're still collecting and picking all of these messages, micro, macro, they're all just sticking to you. Like little little stickers on your skin, almost like your skin is made of honey and everything you walk by sticks to you and is in some way integrated into your perception and view of what is sexuality. So what happens is you end up having these internalized beliefs around what is healthy sex, what is unhealthy sex, what is it to be good in bed, bad in bed, da 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 da, that you've come to these conclusions on without noticing it. And then it ends up playing out in how you relate in your private life with your significant other. And not to mention, they're coming in with all of their versions of that as well. So you might both have expectations around how often you should be having sex, or you might have expectations around things like lingerie. Do we use it? Do we not? Things like uh, toys, right? If you bring in the macro and micro of what you've learned from religion, or if you're not spiritual at all, that could form what you think about sexual play. Is sex for play or is it just for having a baby? Is sex something that you can enjoy in marriage and out of marriage or not? So even with that, you will have, okay, let's say one partner says, I watch porn. Based on your own views that you're coming into the marriage with, that one sentence could mean vastly different things. It could either be, oh, okay. Or it could be this really hurtful experience of betrayal and maybe even devastation. Or it could also be some people see it as, okay, this is now this sickness that we really need to work hard together to eradicate. All of this is shaped by just who you are and what you have subconsciously experienced and taken in as this is what sex is. So I just want to take this moment mostly, not really to teach anything new, but more to validate some of the hidden parts of all of this that you probably won't get to understand without talking to people about it. And sex is just not one of those topics that you casually, well, I guess that brings up your, depends on your context as well. But sex is usually something that ends up being a bit more private for people. So you're not able to get as much of that direct feedback and encouragement that you would in another area. Like it's more common for you to just throw out the question, hey, what should I do in the situation at my job? A little bit less common for you to say, hey, my husband's penis did this last night. What should I do about that? So let me just clear some things up. Number one, not everyone is having the same sex life. Everyone is experiencing something different in their relationships with how their bodies come together, how their emotions come together in the bedroom, all that. It's different for everybody. For some people, sex is mostly physical. They enjoy the pleasure of it. For some people, sex isn't really something that's physically pleasurable. It just isn't. It's never been, and they're not broken. They might feel that way in their relationship based on what their partner says, but it just isn't. 
maybe sex is more of a time to hang out together and that's what it feels like. Everyone has different likes, preferences, dislikes. It's really hard when you have men, women, everyone coming in with insecurities based on what one group of people have said or thought about their body, about what men should be like and do, what women should be like and do, and you just take all of this on and you think this is the truth and you just, you feel awkward, you feel anxious now because of it, because you're not that, or you're not enough of that, or you're too much of this. No. Everyone's preferences, likes, dislikes, deal breakers, it is different. Can a bunch of people agree on something? Sure, let them agree. Let that be their pineapple on their pizza or mushrooms on pizza, whatever. So it's really important for you to go ahead, cut out that noise and listen only to the person that you are calling your companion. That's it. It's what you two create together. Your version of what would make, what does sex mean to us as a couple? What would make it feel enjoyable? And you might have differing views. Like I said, you're both coming in with very different things. That's fine. But this is why we talk about it to co-create something new. And then you notice, mm, I want this. Okay, where did that come from? If we want to keep it, we can absolutely keep it. But where did it come from? That's the best way to be able to really see if it is important to you still, or if it's just stuck to you. And for a lot of people, even just getting to this part where we co-create together and just zone in on your thoughts and feelings, my thoughts and feelings, that's hard. Like I talk about sex all day, every day to people for my job. And so the way that I think about it, um, the comfort that I have talking about it, I, I wouldn't want you to hear me talking about it on the podcast and think that you should already just have easy access to all this and, and, and. I definitely don't want you thinking that your partner should have easy access to all of this because that's another frustration people have is if one partner feels comfortable talking about sex, they can get really frustrated when their significant other has trouble or feels anxious or shuts down or runs away or blows up anytime sex is brought up. People might say, I was asking a simple question. It is not a big deal. Why are you reacting like this? The sex is not simple. Sex has a lot of meaning attached to it. And not meaning in the sense of saying you should think it's the super deep thing and that's the way you should feel. I mean meaning like interpretations, emotions. All of that subconscious stuff I described earlier is attached and so something as simple as what do you like in bed could be the very question that shuts someone down for the rest of the night or causes them to numb out which is why i also believe in having these conversations in a mm, not sexually charged zone a zone where you're close and friendly and comfortable, those are all important, 
but not one where there's this inherent expectation that sex is going to happen within the next three minutes. You know, like you're sitting on the bed half naked and, you know, she's stroking his chest saying, what do you want me to do to you? That is not the time to have a constructive co-creating conversation around your vision for intimacy. That is pressure or it can feel that way depending on where someone's at in their journey. So to reiterate, I just want to validate everyone's experience of intimacy and sexuality is different. And all that matters is one plus one, you plus them. What would you like to create together? And can we learn how to talk about it and be aware of the way that all the stuff, all the stuff that we've brought in is impacting how we even communicate around the topic of sex. There's more I want to say on this and I'm going to, but probably not today. The only extra thing I want to add on or expand with that part of what I just said is surround yourself with people that have values that can help support and encourage you in the type of intimacy you know you're trying to create. So if you feel bad or dirty or um, excluded anytime that you are around the people in your close circle and you hear them talking about how they view intimacy and it just conflicts and clashes with you, just be very aware of that. I, I think it could be a good opportunity to have open conversation because I love communication and what it can do for friendships and even family relationships. But if you feel like that there's poison and, and that also doesn't always have to be something like inherently bad. It could just be that people are saying things that are harmful to you and your story that they just don't know is harmful. And maybe you don't want to share all that with them. Just be aware of how the people around you in your micro circle are affecting the way that you view your body, your partner's body, your intimate life as a whole. That might be a really great place for some boundaries. If you're getting messages sticking to you on a daily basis from them, that you're like, ah, when I really think about it, I don't want that sticking to me. I don't agree with that. I don't believe that. And this isn't also, I'll make this clear, I'm also not saying exist in an echo chamber of your own thoughts and opinions, but be very conscious. That's it. It's just everything. Be conscious. Be aware. Be intentional. Right? So those are the thoughts I want to leave you with. Just... Maybe play this episode with your person and talk about what are the messages that you feel sticking to you when you came into your relationship, the things, the expectations you had on yourself, the expectations you had of them, like that you just didn't recognize were a thing. You usually can tell when expectations are play, when you feel anger or sadness when something doesn't happen. Yeah. So talk with them. Think about that. And talk about how you'd like to communicate around sex moving forward in a way that helps you both feel seen and heard. So if you listen to this episode and you know someone who could benefit from it, 
share it with them, you know, or just leave a rating or review so that others can find it and they can receive some of this too. But if you hear this and you're like, I just, I don't know what to do next, I would love to work with you. So you can go to the link in my bio or the podcast notes. You can go to my website, myintimacytherapist.com schedule a consult with me to work with me or just hop on into the next date night experience that I have because all of the date nights I create are oriented around these types of topics and taking it from just something that we talk about into something that you can experience and do and act out. No, we will not be doing any of the sex things in these date nights. It's more so just finding ways to talk with each other, Um, touch in a way that's sensual, things like that, so that you can get to know one another's intimate personalities a bit more. So I'm just glad you joined. I'm glad you're listening. And as always, I hope that all this stuff helps you to feel more and more and more fully seen, fully known, and fully loved. We will talk soon.